0: Hello
1: there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Welcome to the podcast guide to the galaxy far out.
2: Yeah, yeah, why not? So you need to include
1: the Kessel runs because that's probably as funny as I'm going to be on this podcast. <laughs> Well, I have to now, because you've mentioned it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Kessel Runs. Or I might just leave, you know, I'll just leave you saying that in, and then everyone else can make up their own mind what the Kessel (laughs) Runs means.
1: Okay, hello, welcome to another episode of the Podcaster's Guide to the Galaxy. I am, as usual, Daisy, and I'm joined today by my esteemed nerdmonger fellows, Jason and Tom. Finny still is currently in, uh, unavailable. He apparently is in another dimension, seeing how alternate Finny exists in a world without eBay.
3: But he's got a lot more free time.
1: Uh, and, no, and he's, it's alternate Finney. He's only slightly different than normal Finney in that he opens packets of crisps from the bottom of the packet as opposed to the top, and he doesn't use eBay. Other than that, he's, a, he's a, exactly the same. Um, I have that on good word from my alternate in another dimension who is a daisy who can run 200 metres without throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, when it, it hears the sound of, he... of, a, of a kebab shop <laughs> opening, is that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: he owns a kebab shop. Um <laughs> He is a kebab shop. Um, sorry, I'm segueing already. So, today's podcast, mainly for myself, uh, having watched a lot of really disappointing films and TV recently, uh, namely Season 1 of CW's Batwoman, Wonder Woman 1984, which is possibly one of the worst films I've seen in the past 10 years, and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> yeah. oh um, added together with the trailers for The Suicide Squad, Cruella, and Season 4 of Star Trek Discovery, I needed to reset my brain, and uh, I don't know how Jason and Tom do, but every now and again when I've watched, I need like a palette cleanser, Uh, and for some reason, you know, mine is obviously crap monster films, Um, you don't know why you enjoy them, but you just do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're going to talk about some of that today on a podcast, hopefully, which I've decided to title (laughs) Shat-Nah. Shat? Nah No. No, nah. nah. oh nah. Right, I see right okay. Yeah. A, the, Going into the Star Trek the Star Trek release as yeah, well. Yeah. You to. know, hopefully they won't all be rubbish like Discovery. Um I was
2: thinking more Star Trek 5.
1: It has prompted me, to be honest, to that I've to, um, got it coming tomorrow, the Blu-ray collector's edition of the original motion picture Star Trek films, So because oh, I really want to watch Raphael nice. Carnegie.
2: That's a good idea.
1: We're also going to be doing the round two of the Sci-Fi World Cup, and then at the end of the podcast, we'll be doing the round three draw live. Mm.
3: Boom. So this is um, the last eight no, yes, the last 16 we're doing 16, and then we're going to be doing I've totally lost count of yes, where correct. We're on the World yes. yeah.
2: 32, 16, 8, 4, 2,
1: 1
3: blast off. Maths, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> Numbers!
1: Yeah. Numbers. Let's start the prattle stations.
3: All prattle. prattle stations. Uh, sir, are you absolutely sure? It does mean changing the vault. Awoga, awoga. Prattle stations, the part of the show where we all talk about something that's on our minds, or that we've been doing something we've been absorbing and enjoying and or hating. Well, both. You can yes. like and dislike something at the same time if you're as uh, ban as us jason what have you got for prattles this week
2: uh, so a few days ago was uh first contact day celebrating that day in the future when uh, the vulcans will land upon the earth when i'm 81 um, it's gonna happen um, but the uh, star trek actually released a load of um, a load of stuff to kind of celebrate it uh, daisy's already mentioned the season 4 discovery trailer um, which makes season four of discovery look like it's just it's it's another big kind of mystery arc um where everybody suffers and then tells each other how much they love each other Ugh. um getting through it together i think was mentioned about five or six times during that one trailer yeah. don't get me wrong I'm, i i you know i'll probably still watch it and be hopeful um as i was with season three i thought season three was going to be amazing i was just disappointed by it um but I I feel like if that's the way they're going to go, it's a missed opportunity to actually spend a bit of time exploring the um, the, the Federation universe or the the, the Star Trek universe, um, planet by planet, you know, kind of rediscovering the new worlds um, that have been out of contact with the Federation for a while. That's how I thought that's what I thought would be a good setup for a season. But it looks like they've not gone that way. That's probably why I'm not Hollywood writer. Um, and probably why they're not either. Uh, right, uh, what else?
3: You sounded so even-handed there, right to until the yeah. end. That little <laughs> tell. Well, I'll tell you what, Jason, you can watch season four of Discovery, so I don't fucking have to, because I'm bored of being disappointed Wow. Well, how deeply annoying I, that show I is. I
1: probably will, but only for the podcast, because Finny, Finny mainly thinks that my film and TV-watching-based anger is humorous, so... it is quite funny Um, but
2: one of the more exciting things that came out um, apart from the fact that that we had a little trailer for season 2 of Lower Decks which looks cool um, we had a little look at um, Animated Janeway uh, for prodigy, who apparently um, is going to appear on this abandoned Starfleet vessel as a uh, emergency command training hologram, so that's how Janeway is going to appear. So she's kind of there to guide the crew through their misadventures. Um, Sorry. It-
3: is that in in lower decks? Is that the next? No, sorry. This is this is uh, Prodigy. So this is the ac- this that? is
2: the one for children. This is the actual children's cartoon. Like a CBB Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, um, Kiddie Trek. It's yeah. it's basically uh, this this random group of people stumble across a abandoned um derelict Federation starship, um, and they end up having lots of little misadventures upon that ship whilst learning about. Um, humanity and the world and how to behave towards each other and all that kind of thing. And their kind of mentor oh, really? is is a is a holographic chainway. Um it... if they don't
3: behave we'll execute them at the end of the <laughs> episode. <laughs> is it uh, uh, Jason, is it voiced by Katie Mulgrew? Yeah, yeah Okay.
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Fun? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that should be cool. And well I mean it's a kid's show, so it probably won't be that cool. But you know, we'll uh, come on. Game. Hey, what's what, what you're what you saying, saying. We'll, we'll come on to uh, liking children's TV shows uh, a bit later on in this, um, and then the final thing to mention is um, the trailer. Well, not a trailer, like a teaser for season two of Picard, uh, which sounds a little bit like a speech that um, Picard might be giving. So it's very profound about the the meaning of time and um, and all these kind of things. And then just towards the end of the trailer, we focus in on uh, on a. a Queen of Hearts card and then the rest of the card disappears, leaving just the Q, and you hear a certain voice say that the trial never ends, and then a a, a laugh.
3: <laughs> Basically, um, Palpatine did it, built the Star Trek version, yeah? No. Just just to keep Finney happy. But it'd be better if at the end of season three of Discovery, Q comes in and goes,
1: and NC. That didn't go very well. Let's <laughs> yeah, start <just> again. <laughs> again.
3: <laughs> it just turns up and, and he's like I did this years before Thanos did. (laughs) Snap! Reset
1: the whole thing. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to
3: kill everyone
1: in this particular universe.
2: (laughs) Confirmed that John Delancey will be returning as Q uh, for Season
3: 2, which would be quite cool. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my prattling. There's every chance, uh, certainly based on that trailer, there's there's every chance that the next season of Picard... I'm just going to put it out there, guys. I I don't want to be a naysayer or an apostate, but there's every chance that uh, it's going to suck. Why? Well, as Daisy pointed out in our chat, Jason, it sounds very much like they're going down the time travel route. And that often doesn't turn out well. Plus, if... If if they mm, I disagree. If, if they veer left and lean into the um the, the 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 interesting dynamic of the ensemble cast at the end of the last season, we're going to talk about this more later in the World Cup because this show's coming up. But um, if they lean into that, I think it will go well. And if they if they just lean on Patrick Stewart pontificating and having a squabble with a fat old Q, I don't think it's <laughs> it.
0: If he I, had, if he's made to apologise, yeah.
1: If he has to do more apologising for being Picard in season two, I might have to stop watching Star Trek things <laughs> entirely. Um, no, uh, I, I disagree
2: about time travel. I mean, Star Trek four as a start. You know, time travel is is a long-established tradition within Star Trek, and let's face it, um, the final episode of TNG with um, with Q involved some sort of time manipulation, uh, and that was thoroughly enjoyable. So, um, so, I, and of course, Star Trek: First Contact, time travel. So, I'm if there is some kind of time travel element to it, then I'm not bothered. And if it is, you know, Q, I love Q. Q is one of my favourite Star Trek characters. So, yeah, um, it's stronger. Bottle.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah, it's it's not generally done well in the TV series, though it's it's handled a bit better in a couple of the films. But I
3: actually tell t- I tell you what though, Jason has got a point. Um, today's one Enterprise. Of, yeah, one. In fact, one of my favourite episodes. Oh God, no! I want to say it's Time's Arrow, but I don't think it is. Um, though, Jason, help me. The one where uh, the ship keeps going back in time to the same point. Cause and per- effect. Cause and effect. Yeah, one That's of the one best, of the yeah, strongest absolutely. TNG episodes there is.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Mm. Time's Arrow isn't too shabby either parts one and
3: two Yeah, it's, I, it's not the greatest but it's it's alright interesting okay well okay maybe right, Maybe the Trials and sit. Tribulations yes from
1: Little Green that episode is only, only really good because um, Jansia Dax was in an old style <laughs> yeah, <very> short. <laughs> we all know it it's just admit yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's O'Brien I liked <clears throat>
3: what I oh stop it yeah. Me, you're a Brian uh, sure. all right look we're prattling we're, we're supposed to be prattling but we're getting we're, get, we're getting yes. into some deep cuts here so
1: yeah going back to what I was saying about uh films that could be shit but you kind of enjoy them anyway I'm hoping that this one that is coming next year I will enjoy but it's probably gonna be shit it's the upcoming Dungeons and Dragons uh, untitled film Uh it's there's no release date it is gonna be next year they have confirmed the main cast Um some of it is ex- uh, exciting, some of it isn't. They have decided to cast Hugh Grant as the main villain. Uh, that's... Uh, I, what? I, that could yeah, work. Uh, it could work, but that's what they tried to do in the original one, and it was fucking disaster. Um, they've got Sophia Lillis in it, who is from the remake of the, the IT films. Um, Chris Pine is going to be in it. Uh, I don't know whether he's going to be a good guy or a bad guy. Uh, cool. Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Um okay. Ansel Elgore, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. He's a, a performer/singer. Um, I, you know, based on that, he may well be a bard. Hopefully, uh, they've also got Justice Smith, who, if you have forgotten him from Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, it's not a surprise because that film was awful. He plays an analyst in that. And they've also got Rhys John Page from Bridgerton is going to be in it as well.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Now I will get the ladies' heart.
1: Yeah. Where? If you say
2: um, so, my my wife, anyway.
1: Uh, directors uh, the directors for this are Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. They have said that DD is such a unique look at the fantasy genre where it's contemporary in terms of the people playing it and the way they speak to each other. They said we never wanted to I oh know. They said we never wanted to spoof the genre or of fantasy or take the piss out of it, but we did want to find a way into it that hadn't been seen before. So that screams it's going to be shit to me. I'm,
3: so, I, I'm sorry, it's it, it's it's all fair, and I look, and I will be interested to see what the films like. But start starting that with uh, D D is a unique uh, thingy, my Bob of the fantasy genre. DD is the most it is is by definition archetypally the most generic. Uh, fucking interpretation of the fantasy genre. That's kind of the whole point of it. It took a whole bunch of Tolkien and a bit of other stuff and then mashed it all together and farted it out with some <laughs> hyper-coloured orcs and goblins, which then turned into Warhammer, which then turned into the Warcraft, and and, and it, it is all completely generic in, in, in fantasy genre terms now. As long so, as they don't do it, it in a
1: kind of actual people playing a game and then they all have a... Group hallucination, or you know, it, it's kind of segueing between reality and the D and D. You know, the uh, the IT crowd did that, and it was much better than
3: this probably would be if they tried it that way. So, also sounds um, like it's going dangerously close to Stranger Things territory, which we know makes Daisy explode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can I can see why the first season was good, but it kind of gets away from that as the further in you go yeah, into that true. show. Yeah, fair enough. Season three, um, I have what started watching season three. Season three has turned from sort of dark horror survival TV show into bullshit comedy (laughs) crap (laughs) bullshit comedy crap yeah I mean Russians taking over soldiers being really good until we have to do anything that involves children slapstick comedy it's like that's rubbish
3: that's classic 80s
1: classic crap
3: uh, anyway let's I, I apologize i we should we should keep our powder dry for later because i believe stranger things is another one there's uh, another show on our world cup list yes, uh, yes. Uh, not, not hang the in there listeners not not you'll get to hear Dave's opinion well you've already heard it but yeah. expounded upon
1: right that's uh, tom <laughs> you will prattle,
3: will prattle okay uh Thank you, yes, I haven't got much to say other than to say thank you to Daisy for putting on the Facebook group some recommendations of things he's been watching because based on the recommendation I went and watched Invincible on Amazon Prime uh, and I thought Mm. it was great. Do you know what, I'm a really big fan of the Justice League cartoon uh, and I I honestly think that's one of the best animated um, superhero things. Of anything, I think it's better. I think it was better than the X Men cartoon, but it was an evolution of it, and I think this is a next step in that same evolution. Uh, And I just, uh, I really liked episode one when it was building up. And no spoilers because it's pretty new. But um, Mm -hmm. it was, it basically, it was a a cookie cutter or version of the Justice League. All the characters, all little elements. It was just, you know, there's. There's a black Batman with a space with a with a hoverboard, uh, and there's yeah. a Superman, and there's a a Martian who is actually a Martian man. He, he's just the same, and mm-hmm. so on and so on and so on. And then the very end of the episode, the um the whole thing gets kicked over.
1: And yeah, and it's got. I mean, it's in no way a spoiler. For me saying this, it's got one of the best explanations of super flight I've ever seen. Yeah. It's in episode, I think it's in episode two. It doesn't give anything away, but he it goes, it's just like flexing a muscle. Eventually, you're going to
2: get tired, and you
3: need to relax. Yep. Like, all, yeah. all that stuff's good. It, no, it, that,
2: yeah, that's in the first episode. I've seen it
3: that, is it, in the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, cool. it, it sort of tries to make some sense of some things that are um, uh, worth 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 exploring on the side. And the, the voice acting is good. And uh, so far, the story's good. And yeah,
1: yeah, that's awesome. It's got a hell of a um, hell of a voice cast, doesn't it? I know. Yeah,
3: I, I love know. the fact that I, I love, love John's that little that's cameo.
1: The, uh, the high school as well is called Reginald Val Johnson Is it? High yeah. school. <laughs> I really? I What's, that? What's that yeah.
3: reference to?
1: I don't know, but apparently he is one of the voice actors in it But I don't know Reginald... I've been pausing it on Prime to start every scene To see which one
2: well, no, Reginald he's Die Hard. Val... Yeah, he's from Die Hard. Die
1: Hard The cop in Die Hard
2: yeah.
3: and uh, Oh, Die Hard is he? Too. Okay I shot a kid Is he that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I shot a kid yeah. It was dark, he had a ray gun Look real enough
2: <laughs> because uh yeah, that's that's not Bag. sackable offence. <laughs> no sir, you couldn't drag me away.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that. You
2: know, you know what makes um, good podcasting is three white guys doing impressions of a black man? It also mentioned there's there's a mention when um when the invincible kid is um learning to fly, there's a mention about how um how they brace while in midair to punch. Yes. and things like that which of course has never been kind of yeah. you know you're floating around. Yeah, yeah yeah so that that's it was just a little mention yeah. and I kind of thought
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean nice. as well there's some some of the little little tiny like two second clips of humour in that they'll do they'll set it up in like episode one and then in like episode four the resolution of that two second comedy scene which has got nothing to do with the plot will like happen you're like oh that's really funny. That happened like three episodes ago. That's I see now why they yeah. did that. It's, it's, yeah, it's just really it's good, so. really good.
3: It's written by um, Robert Kirkman, isn't it? He's the guy who wrote the Walking Dead yeah. Uh, comics. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I can see a lot of a lot of good cr- good craft has gone into the story. Hmm. Um, but there's only there's only like three or four episodes of it so far. Who knows? It yeah, right I think again, it's. I think it?
1: the first season is is eight episodes long.
3: Okay. Prattling done. Very well. Cancel the purple alert. Prattle ends. We're going to move on now to our first big ticket item of the podcast, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to talk about our favourite good bad films. Daisy, uh, you were you were you were the uh, the brain progenitor, the crank <laughs> of um, this particular master plan. Would you like to? I'll take crank. Yeah, I'll talk, take that. You were the okay. brain cell behind this. <laughs> talk us yes. through it. You can be Modoc if you like. They're basically the same thing.
1: Yeah. No, I'd rather be Krang Yeah, yeah. That that thought I thought you might. That way, I get the technodrome, and it's kind of like a Death Star.
3: Yeah, and some little yeah. kind of capital everyone, tracks. Everyone
1: knows I like Death Stars. Yeah. So.
3: Like Lego Technics built yeah. thing to move around on.
1: Yeah, and I'm short, so I need something which makes me bigger. So. <laughs> but when I watch something that's really shit and it makes me angry, like the original Dungeons & Dragons film or season one of Batwoman, oh my god, uh, or the Wonder Woman 1984 film, um, i kind of i need i don't want to call them palate cleansers cuz they're not that good but something which kind of you can you can turn your brain off and you can just kind of watch it and enjoy it and forget the shit you just watched it it's hopefully more something not replace the shit you just watched with
3: something even shitter which is it's always more original. of a colonic irrigation isn't it it's to cleanse yes. it's cleansing the bowels not the palate it's getting it <laughs> yes. all out Yes. Clearing your system. Oh. Yes, like
1: a sugar-free Haribo of the mind. It is oh, a... no. Um, Movie
3: suppository, that's what we're after in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so... Um...
1: Oh, Kessel Runs again, is it? <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I've got should give you the Kessel Runs. Uh, so, yeah,
1: I my main go-to, as people who listen to this may know, is really crap, or not crap, monster films, B-movie uh, whatever. Mm. So, um, I think we've all each got three choices, and we're going to talk a little bit about two of them, and then may a bit more if, about the main one. Uh, all three of mine are monster films, kind of comedy horror, camp horror, monster horror, monster comedy, whatever genre you want to lump them into. Um, and surprisingly, spoiler alert, none of them are shark based. What? I know. My entire um, belief I'm, system. I'm hoping. Is not- I'm hoping that I can actually, based on the. Uh, good I did in recommending Invincible but I might be able to recommend a couple of these and some other people might be able to watch them and enjoy them as much as I do. Okay
2: just to to um, latch onto your point about shark movies because my number three is a shark movie. What's Uh, it called? It's called Two-headed shark attack. <laughs> <laughs> I have
3: seen that. Actually, I've, I've shark seen it a long time ago. Two-headed shark. Look, you deserve it. If you're going to bring a fucking shark movie that you don't like, <laughs> but you want us all to know about, then I'm going to sing the fucking shark song at you. <laughs> For those of you who have not enjoyed Two-headed Shark Attack, it's about a shark. It's understandable.
1: With what it two <laughs> heads. <laughs> and not at either end. No, no, no. No. <laughs>
3: no. No. That would be weird. Uh, it's not a bite me. Fuck you. No, no, a
2: shark whatever of Push Me Pull You would be. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's got two heads, and uh, for some reason, uh, it seems obsessed with this this group of scientists slash uh, bikini babes uh, on an island which is sinking.
1: To be for fair, some bi- reason, the ki- bikinis on uh, swimmers do aid in the digestion of sharks. So very true, very for true. Sharks, I and also, yeah, and they, yeah.
3: they're good for they're good for flossing yeah. the teeth they sort of they floss yeah, as they go yeah, yeah, they yeah. down as that, they bite. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you, you'd say that, but then I think by the time half of the eaten, those bikinis are not being worn. So. um I don't know why I did that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there is a, there is one particular scene in which um, two of the bikini babes go into the water with a, with a surf bro, um, who, uh, two of them Shut start on. making out, and then randomly the two women start making out, um, and then one of them takes off their bikini top.
3: And well, they know the are don't they? Then I I'll, I'll let know you know guess what happens
2: next. Now, what, huh.
1: I think that one of the girls' boobs turns into a shark. <laughs>
2: Boob shark, <laughs> boob sharks. Are you, are you are you pitching a
3: new shark? Cleavage, cleavage jaws. <laughs> Booby <laughs> shark, do 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 do. No, Booby no. shark, do 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 you can, You all you can, deserve it. You deserve you can, all the pain. You, you
1: can you can rehash the old original motion uh, music and go Boo, boob boob <laughs> boobies 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 boobies
3: boobies boobies boobies, 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 boobies,
2: boobies, boobies, boobies. <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's the I think trailer we've just, for this. we we just written one, Jason. Yes. I, I
3: I've done a I've done a cursory amount of research on the films that that you guys told me about. Mm-hmm. So this film stars Carmen Electra, apparently, who yes, I've indeed. heard of. She's famous, and it's directed by Christopher Ray, who apparently has also directed Mega Shark versus Colossus, Three Headed Shark Attack, <laughs> Shark Week, Mega Shark versus cro- Crocosaurus, Reptosaurus. I'm sensing a pattern there, and I've yep. got to say, I looked at the poster for Three Headed Shark Attack. Yes. or Three Headed Shark. And it, it looks a lot like they just glued an extra head onto the two-headed shark from this film. Did you see Five
1: Headed Shark Attack? I don't believe those.
2: Really no, it does. it uh, does.
3: As someone who's just seen all of the films you've
1: mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Tom's complete lack of surprise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I never, I've never hidden my love of shit shark monster films. Um, this, obviously, this isn't. I know we're going to, you know, we are rightly going to berate these films as well. because, mm-hmm. You know, if, for the normal person among amongst our listeners uh, who would think this these films are a massive pile of poo, they are, but they they're are. enjoyable. Um, this is not one of the better shark monster films, but it's still <laughs> it's got some funny funny bits in it. Does that make it, it more or
3: less appropriate for our categorisation in this in today's uh, section? Well, like, I mean
1: these sort of I mean they they could never ever claim to try and take the, themselves seriously as films, but that's one of the things I do like about these sort of films is they mm-hmm. make no effort to take themselves seriously. They just open the door to ludicrousity and go, you know what, if you don't like us, don't watch us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, watch watch something that's got a budget.
2: That that particular scene I mentioned is Case in Boyd, because when, when you're being terrorized by a two headed shark, what do you do? Oh yeah, you
1: get horny and go into the water. Um, and start splashing about. Well, yeah, it's, it's of course it's reverse psychology. If you go into where the shark lives, it won't attack
2: you. Oh well, that that didn't fucking work for them, <laughs> did it? <laughs> and uh, I think there's also another little sally. It's got Brooke Hogan as the main star, um, who is the probably the best actress on it.
3: Okay, uh, yeah. has she been in anything else anybody would have heard of? Because no, no, it's Hulk
2: Hogan's daughter.
3: Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. right, there you go. Yeah, famous. Yeah, indeed. She's got long, fake blonde does hair she just, does and a, does she a gorgeous kind of, moustache.
1: Is there a scene where she kind of rips a yellow T-shirt?
2: The ring. To
3: reveal two boob sharks.
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> no, she she actually she is respectful. She Sorry, keeps I'm her just, top on. She I'm is a clever clear.
1: clever scientist. I'm copyrighting the idea of boob sharks. Hang
3: on. <laughs> I, just, I thought this. Love, Daisy. Time and date okay so
2: yeah that, that's my number three anyway i don't uh uh it's it
1: it's, it's on stupid. amazon prime isn't it it is it, it is it yeah.
2: is on amazon prime and i suggest um i suggest either avoid it. Uh, well no you you have to i mean you have to you have to watch it whilst under the influence of um don't don't drink and definitely don't do drugs kids but you can't watch it sober you can hide it
1: and the glorious thing about Prime is you can go, I really sla- enjoyed slash hated that. I can then go to suggested films afterwards and you can read 7,000 shark monster films that you never knew existed.
3: Well, there's my evening sorted. All right, my number three, I've gone for a slight in a slightly different direction to you guys, I thinking that my films, well, at least two of them are, are quite blockbuster. B- <laughs> your
1: films have budgets, that's not fair.
3: <laughs> they kind of do, actually, yeah. And it's Blade Trinity, mm. the third Blade movie which is so much worse than the first. The first two films are solid. I would I would even say good. The second one, I really like. Um, the um, uh, Guillermo del Toro one. Uh, mm. But the third film, it takes... Uh, wow! That franchise takes a dive off a cliff. Um, and it's... It, it, the reasons, why, the reasons why it was such a bad film are um, quite well documented, actually, these days. I don't know if any of you guys know the story of it, but basically, Wesley Snipes had a bit of a breakdown when he was making this film. Um, he wouldn't come out of his trailer, he just stayed in his trailer, um, getting super high most of the time. He communicated with the director, David Goyer, using post-it notes, signed <laughs> Blade, and he would only answer to the name Blade from anybody, including the director. Uh, Like there's things in like, like, there's one scene in this film where Ryan Reynolds is it's it's got um, uh, it's got Ryan Reynolds in it, it's got Jessica Mm -hmm. Biel in it, it's got Chris Christopherson again, Um, and there's this one scene where um, I can't remember what he's saying now, but Ryan Reynolds is talking to Blade in a car. He's sat looking at Blade, and Blade is just sat there impassively watching him while he's saying all this. Ryan, he's just Ryan Ryan Mm Reynoldsing away the scene, and. Um, they shot a whole load of that stuff and they just got Ryan Reynolds to just say a load of stuff to an empty chair, because they couldn't get Blade out of his trailer. So they've got like one shot of Blade sitting there being impassive and Ryan Reynolds <laughs> monologuing to no one. And it, there's just so many elements like that, And but it, it, it's a shit plot, It's extremely, um, it's extremely derivative. Um, but it is kind of a miracle that they made at all. The problem is that they totally lost the balance on this one with Between the Action and the Humour, which is the balance mm-hmm. the other films did really well. Like In this film there's a vampire Pomeranian which which Triple H uses to threaten Ryan Reynolds oh, with. Oh yeah, I forgot Triple H is in yeah, this film. Yeah, yeah, with a vampire Pomeranian waving yeah. it in Ryan Reynolds' face, it is fucking stupid. Well, I think it's going to be the general message for this segment is mm. um, don't watch oh. it sober. Yeah, <laughs> but don't drink well, or drink least, drugs. At
1: least turn your critical, logical part of your brain off. You, when you've you... got to, you've got to.
3: Honourable mention, though, in this film for the uh, for Ryan Reynolds using the the sentence, cock-juggling thunder-cunt, which... Uh, oh, we... yes. As a first, I've probably, heard of probably that. never going to be achieved again, <laughs> is it?
1: In a, um, we'll never ever be allowed so to be said exactly. ever again in all of movies. Yep. My number three is a film called Big Ass Spider.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: a, I'll give you a synopsis for this. A giant alien spider escapes from a military lab and rampages across the city of Los Angeles. Uh, this is a 2013 film. Um, I really enjoy this. It stars Greg Brunberg, who... Uh, he's a childhood friend of JJ Abrams. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If, yep. if you've seen a JJ Abrams film, this guy's he's, in it. He was in Heroes. He's in Alias a lot. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And he was in, in
1: one of the, new, the newer Star Wars films as well. Yeah, he's he's, he's, in, in, both, he's as well. in both
3: of JJ's Star Wars films, I think. Yeah,
1: it sounds wank, this film. Uh, it got a 78% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which for Rotten Tomatoes is That's pretty good. generous. Pretty generous, wow. uh, and it is a very enjoyable film, I find. It's a lot of tongue-in-cheek humour. It's not available, sadly, to watch on any streaming service for free. You could probably rent it on Prime, but you can buy it off of Amazon Prime for three pounds, and I would recommend oh, it, cause at that price it's a bargain, and it is a much better uh, comedy monster horror than a lot of the other ones are. Um, it's got some really dark humour in it at times, um, but it's well worth the purchase for three pounds, I think.
2: Three English pounds. That's that actually just sounds like a good film.
1: I oh, yeah, I mean <laughs> I, I, it, is, it is a good film. And you know, for for Rotten Tomatoes, to give it that high score for considering yeah. what shit genre it is, that's a pretty generous score and it is it's got a lot of um I don't want to say it's like a cult is sort of garnering the reputation of like a little cult classic, but it it could well be because it's quite a, it's quite a surprisingly funny film. It's
3: weird, isn't it? Because it, what would have once been a cult classic in the kind of uh, uh, early days of you know the, the VHS movie market and stuff, the, the mm. sort of cult films that we we remember from when we were like big trouble know, in Little China. Exactly a... what you know, ones that bombed at the cinema but then did well on VHS. Mm-hmm. There are just so many more films now that it's very hard for a film that is made on a low budget without anybody famous in that does have a bit of something yeah. about it. It's quite hard for those to sort of rise above the, um, the flotsam and jetsam of just the sheer number of very shit films that are made. Mm. So mm. it's, um w- how lucky our audience is to have us here to uh, to distill that pot <laughs> of crap and find the uh, find the floating gems. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, Christ, have I been distilling the pot of crap as well? I've watched absolute, absolute shockings yeah. in my
3: time. Um, Daisy, I've got one question for you about this film. Uh, I did my yes. research, of course, up to five minutes worth. Uh, the director, <laughs> the director Mike Mendes. Now, apparently, he, according to IMDb, in 2015, he made a what seems to me a thematically, at least, to be a sort of sequel to this film called, how do you say this word, Lava Lantula. Lava Lantula, fire-breathing fire, fire spiders. Fire-breathing oh, giant this. tarantulas, starring Steve yes. Guttenberg. I can only yes. Steve Guttenberg gets burnt by a, a lava-breathing tarantula in that <laughs> film. But I was just interested to know if you'd seen that one.
1: I have not seen this one, but it is on my watch list on Amazon Prime, because I think it is available to watch on Amazon Prime. I might... It is. I, It's definitely on Amazon, but I can't remember whether you have to pay for it to watch it or whether it's available for free, if you're a Prime member, I can't remember.
3: But it is on my watch list regardless, it is one I do want to see. The poster says, fire burns, lava bites. Which doesn't (laughs) even make sense, and that just intrudes you
1: I mean, it's one of the things about these sort of films, the monster films mainly, which are all of my picks, they do tend to try and have a... Pun based snappy tagline for the movie, yeah. and most of the time they don't work. <laughs> no, um, <clearly> not. <laughs>
3: um,
1: one of my yeah. favorites is a uh, it's, I think it is considered a cult film now from the people who've seen it. It's a, 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 a foreign zombie film called Dead Snow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and it just cause it's a German based film, so it's got English subtitles, it just says, uh, Eins, fie Die, which I think is brilliant. yeah, that's brilliant, yeah, yeah,
3: that's
1: all you need. I can't oh, remember if Big Ass really cool. Spiders has got a tagline. I've, can't reach the DVD in there.
3: <laughs> My number two film uh, is uh, a film called Skyline from 2010. Did it? Did you? Did you see this film? Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, I've seen this. I it's... haven't. Donald Face on. Yes, it's got Turk from Scrubs in it. That's right. Yeah, um, that's as much as I know it's a terrible alien invasion film it's got Turk from Scrubs and it's got um, Eric Balfour in it who was like in the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and some other Mm -hmm. stuff like you'd recognise him if you saw him sort of um, it's directed by the Strauss brothers who also made A.V.P. Requiem and they're, they're, they were, this film was kind of, it had a God. bit of, I seem to remember having a little bit of a free sort of anticipation about it because there was some There was some rumbling that A.V.P. Re- Requiem had been ruined by the studio and that they were grumpy about it and wanted to make their own film so they had 10, <laughs> mil, 10 or 11 million dollars to make this film, Skyline. Ruined is an understatement for that film. Yeah, I mean it's, <laughs> it, that is a
1: shocking film. Um, I mean, as much as we'll take the piss out of our ch- our three choices here, I would watch any of them. Over, actually, no, one adjacent I won't watch. I'll watch any of the other well, ones any wait, day you over wait. AVP.
3: You we're, we're, we're coming to that. But the main reason I included this film, to be honest, is because it's one I've argued with my with some of my other friends about many times. Because I remember watching it once by myself, drunk, and I kind of enjoyed how shit it was. Uh, but all my friends had already seen it, they'd been to see it together at a screening at a, a sci-fi convention, and they just got really angry. Angry in the cinema and started yelling at the screen, and so did the rest of the audience. And they, they basically, they had a lot of fun hating it. But, Mm. but I don't think I don't think it's this isn't this is no certainly no worse than any other badly acted, characterless sci-fi B movie that you'd watch. And you can tell what the effects are, where most of the money went, and some of the effects look pretty cool. Um, And uh, yeah, I think as long as you're rooting for the aliens and you're drinking beer you've got at least a 50-50 chance of enjoying this movie. That's I,
1: Yeah, I remember, I've, I've only seen it once and I found it quite novel that the ending is not in favour of humanity. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's not yeah. many There's not many films where, you know, humanity doesn't triumph
3: against all the odds. Spoilers. You know, I really quite
1: like that. No, it, you, no. Don't. No, no, you can't spoil this film.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, there are no spoiler warnings for this section. Um, uh, if we ruin the and, film for you, we're doing you a favour. Them. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you take the time out to watch these films, then we've spoiled it enough for you already. So. <laughs> yeah, we've probably spoiled your um, life. Have We're you seen well. any
3: of the follow on films? To I, this? I think I. Now, there's Beyond. Which order did they come in, Daisy? There was Beyond Skyline and Skyline Scissors or something. I think there's Beyond Skyline the is a sequel yes. th- based on the
1: end of the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: And then I think the third one is a really low budget one, which is awful. I, I think it's got a budget of about a hundred dollars. I've
3: seen
1: that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Un- and went. then there's there's one that's been released on Netflix like a couple of weeks ago, which is I think it is the fourth one,
3: um, which I haven't yet watched, but oh, is on yeah. my to be list. One listed. of my friends said something about that to me. Yeah, what if, uh, one of my mates who we've we've had this ongoing um, yeah uh, clash about for years about how how bad it is. I think Sky it's, got re-
1: it's got a really weird title like Skyline's Intergalactic Turbo Space War or something like that.
3: Nice. Uh, it's called. Uh, oh, it's called Skylines, apparently. Oh, I don't
1: know. No, is it just called Skylines? Maybe no, I
3: thought maybe it was. It a, the one. Skyliner. Sky, <laughs> Skyliner. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there we go. That's my number two choice. Skylines. Cool. My number two is.
1: I think probably easily go my top five, maybe my top three. My fa- One of my favourite films of all time is Tremors. F- a brilliant film, fast paced, flawless, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Won't hear a, a bad word said against it. There have been a lot of Tremors films since then, and there's even been a TV series which I haven't managed to get hold of because it's like an American only um, series. Um, I have once in one day watched all of these films with Finney and it was one of the best days I've ever spent in my life because it was awesome. My pick number six is Tremors 6. There are seven Tremors films now. it's called A Cold Day in Hell or if you want to know that in German it's Ein Kaltertag in der Hall (laughs) Um, say it again say it again Ein Tag in der Hall Uh, I'm skipping that one bit of
2: audio and I'm keeping that forever
1: A Cold Day in Hell Um, this film finds Bert uh, who's dying from graboid poison (laughs) and his (laughs) (laughs) and his son Jason at a remote uh, uh, sorry Travis I don't know why I said Jason. His son, Travis, at a remote Canadian research station uh, up against a new batch of Graboids. Um, I like this one, I didn't know this, but apparently it it was originally going to have the highest budget of any Tremors film. Um, And then it got, the studio pulled out and dollars It it was originally going to be $17 million actually. Wow. Um, And then it it got cut down to $4 million, which is the lowest budget of any Tremors film. And if anyone else out there probably not has seen the Tremors films, some of them are shocking. Mm. and have had higher budgets. Uh, the, I think the, the, the effects in this one are really good. Uh, apparently the cast and the, uh, like the stage crew and everything took massive pay cuts because they wanted to get this film out and wanted to finish it. Um, and I think they did a pretty good job considering they obviously had no money, uh, relatively speaking. Um, the effects are really good. The humour's really funny. They really ham up the uh, the action in this, and I, I really enjoy it. Um, It's again, it's not available to view on Netflix or Amazon prime for free. Um, Although if anyone buys stuff from Zavi, they've got some really good deals on the tremors box sets and um, individual Blu-ray DVDs on there at the moment.
3: Um, and it's got that uh, uh, things I know about the Tremors uh, franchise uh, I've seen the first one and I loved it I think I, 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 it's one of the best B-movies ever it's kind of it's in mm-hmm. that same bracket as like you know Predator and films like that it's, it is yeah. a B-movie yeah. but it, that doesn't mean it's not excellent it is, it is that sub-genre I've never seen any of the others uh, but they all seem to have that one guy in them who isn't Kevin Bacon I
1: can't remember the actual guy's name yes but basically Bert is in every yeah. single film yeah that that's the sum total
3: of my knowledge about these films. So it He's, he's not in the second... He,
1: I think he's got a brief appearance in the second one. The second one is a direct sequel of the first one, but it's shit. Um, the, the second one is focused all on his... Uh, Kevin Bacon's co-star in the first one, whose name escapes him, I can't remember. Um, and he does not act well in the second film at all. And then three is kind of a standalone film. Four is a... Tremors film technically, chronologically, is the first one, but they go back to like Wild West times when the graboids first existed or were first discovered, and it's all it's awful. Cool. Um, it's like it's, it's like a bunch of amateur dramatic people decided to make it as a film. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like that. um yeah, and then and then five, six, and seven are all kind of linked to each other and to Bert being the main character. Okay,
3: okay, all right. Tremors yeah. six.
2: Uh, That's good. Um, <clears throat> sure, I'll, I'll do mine really quickly. I actually changed mine um, from when I sent it to you guys. Um- because mainly I, I originally chose Hudson Hawk. And um, then I realized actually, I can't remember a huge amount about it. I just know that it's it's a shit film that I've enjoyed. And then I started racking my brains. Hang on, which bits did I enjoy? And mm, yeah, I couldn't actually remember. It's just it's just in my psyche as um, of something that I've always enjoyed, but I haven't watched it for long enough. So I've instead um, gone to a, a shit film, which I've watched more recently, which is uh, more of a blockbuster film, Kong Skull Island. Okay. Now, okay.
3: First of all, uh, I'm I'm incredibly angry because that means I've got to cross off uh, one and a half paragraphs for of research I did into the film *Hudson Hawk*. So we'll just delete that. Thank you, oh, Jason. Oh, sorry. And um, sorry, that's a thirty seconds out of your life. Uh, it was at least five minutes actually of uh, oh, okay. of sorry. scrolling up up and down an IMDb Hugest page. Apologies. Um, Hugest apologies.
2: Hugest apologies. And you
3: you're invoking Sk- K- *Kung Skull Island*. *Kung Skull Island*. That's a yep, Kung days, Skull. You Note know the date yep. and time down. That's that's. I'm painting that film How about Skrull yeah, Island, Krang Island, Skrull Island. Island. <laughs> the little brain guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has to fight a yes. bunch of Skrulls who all keep disguising themselves as Shredder and other turtles, and he has to figure out which ones are yeah. real and which ones are the Skrulls. I-
1: Done. Again, you're picking a film with a budget, (laughs) which I don't think is fair. (laughs) I know this isn't a a competition, but... (laughs) No, I know. Um, I mean, it did have
2: a budget. It is a a big blockbuster film, but I think that there is absolutely no
1: question
3: that it is a shit film.
1: Um, I mean for the for the guy the guy who made it to appear in his own honest trailer and ripped yes. the piss uh, out of his own to, film. I yeah. was gonna
3: say exactly the same thing. Uh, I I, yeah, I love yeah. that honest trailer. It was one of my favorites as you as a listener I watch Honest trailers religiously. Uh yeah. it, it it is a bad film. It's a, it's a mess. It's just a mess. It's, oh, it's, it's loads of cool stuff in it, but it's a mess. Is it is it a Vietnam War film? Yeah. Sort of. Is it is it a monster movie? Someone just dropped a big monkey into apocalypse <laughs> <Exactly>. now. Um <laughs> Yeah. Why it, is Tom Hiddleston is so clean all the all time in that film? Yes. <laughs> what is Samuel um, L. Jackson so doing? Many...
2: Where did all the helicopters
3: come from? No, uh, that bit they um, explained.
2: It did. Yeah, no, he did actually. With. In fairness, in the trailer, yes, <laughs> um, vague, vaguely. <laughs>
3: helicopters.
2: Um, it's 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 got an amazing cast, doesn't it? You know, Tom Hiddleston, yeah. Sam Jackson, Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah. John Goodman, John C. Riley, uh, yeah. huge amounts of people who are, you know, they are very good actors. There's no question about it. Um, the, the it's just that the whole script is terrible. Um, the the way that it's put together just does not mesh right. It's like it's like a random assortment of of really of scenes but the thing is about it is that they are really cool scenes Um, they are they are just big dumb fun Um, and as long as you literally switch your brain off and don't think about it too much yeah um, and don't you know don't worry about whether something happening is consistent with something that happened earlier or will happen in the future it's fine it's um you know
1: it's it's i'll 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 allow it that's very big of (laughs) you thank you
3: (laughs) The, yeah. the, the problem with a film like that is that be, because it is, it, it, it's um, it, it's set in the monster verse, isn't it? And it, 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 is, it, it is. You yes. have to categorize it in the same, um, you know, sort of stratosphere as the Godzilla movies and and, mm-hmm. and similar. And like the Godzilla movies, are okay, the second one isn't amazing, but the, the first, the twenty fourteen Godzilla film, is a really fucking good monster movie. But for a Hollywood monster movie, I think it's very very sound and compared to those films. School Island Oddly, is I've only seen the second one. Hmm. Uh, you want to watch the one that's got Brian, the, where the trailer lied and made you think it had Brian Cranston in the whole film, and he's yeah, in the first yeah, yeah. sort of half it hour. Dies, like, but yeah, yeah. it's a good film. It, it's oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: was well, it's it, an, yeah, it's the Americans taking the Japanese cult classic icon Godzilla and going, we want to do an American thing to it. It's it's pretty good for. Uh, okay, it's got Ken
3: Watanabe, to, Ken Watanabe saying, come on, Watanabe. "Let them fight." <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is a yeah. hell of a meme. Yeah. Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. You know. yes. God, you know. oh, I love Kevin oh. Watanabe
2: Yeah, let's let's not do impressions of um, of Japanese people, please. Uh there's
3: <laughs> that's a hundred percent that accurate
2: portrayal was was of Ken Watanabe in that film. It's I mean it's probably Let better than our Reginald Bell Johnson
3: impressions <laughs> from earlier, so
2: <laughs> No sir.
1: <laughs> right. It's now to the main picks. Here we
2: go. The main event. Mine look, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm doing you both uh you both, I guess, probably you Daisy for the future and Tom for your immediate future and Finny as a father now. Um when when you reach that level of fatherhood, you will of course want to introduce your kid to all the cool stuff that you enjoyed growing up. Yeah. And of course, you know, what your hope is that they'll enjoy it too. Um they will probably watch some more modern classics as well. You know, if you if you have a girl, they're probably going to end up wanting to watch something like Frozen. Okay, that's absolutely fine. D- no, this, um, this, is a it, very,
3: this is a very weird <laughs> intro to a shit film, I have to this, say. This is the time travel problem we were talking about earlier. This segue is kind of... <laughs> Eating its own tail,
2: man. Basically, you will, as a as a parent, you will end up sitting on the sofa, watching something that is absolute garbage, and you will have no control over that whatsoever. Because your child will want to watch the thing that is colorful and sugary and garbage. And there's nothing you can do about it. You, you can say, oh, well, I just won't let my child watch that kind of thing. Fuck off, you cannot do that. Um, you can't be that parent. <laughs> so you're gonna end up, at some point, this will happen to you. Your child will want to watch something that is shit and sugary and garbage. They you, they will sit down to watch it and Discovery you will. Sit down
0: three. To... <laughs> yeah.
2: No, sugary, not shit. Okay. Um, and you will sit there on the sofa watching it with them because you're a good parent and that's what good parents do. And then after about half an hour of, um, of sitting there and watching it, you'll realize that your child has fucked off a long time ago and you have been set in the room for about an hour enjoying this thing regardless of how much you don't want to and this is what has happened how to me with the film that I am going to talk about now and that is a Disney tween musical extravaganza
1: called Teen Beach Movie okay I was, I was in, in, interested is completely the wrong word and I do not mean <laughs> it in any way I searched for the trailer the trailer if I remember correctly is 2 minutes and 3 seconds I yes. made it to 1 minute 20 it was so angry I had to turn it off and go make myself a cup of tea,
0: <laughs> because
1: it, 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 this kid, and I, every, as our listeners know I struggle with uh, child teenage actors in stuff anyway, I don't have the attention span or patience to deal with them, um, but when That's one fact. of them said, oh it's my dream movie, it's wet side story based <laughs> on the beach, I wanted to rip my own eyes out of my skull.
2: I mean, come on. It's literally the the favorite film. Oh, the, the, basically, let me explain the plot to anyone who's oh, listening. Please. might be madly interested. Well, in plot, s- s- side, side, really sidebar, really. though,
3: if you can sit through the whole two minutes of the trailer, that does a very good job of explaining the entire plot, yeah. and we always love it when a trailer does that, so kudos. But basically what happens is that our our two
2: protagonists, who are called Brady and Mac, or Mackenzie, um, Brady is played by um, the least interesting character from the Disney TV show, Austin and Ally, and the other one I don't Uh, know. You know the name of the show. Yeah, I do know the name of the show, Fight Me. Um, And you know, the the acting is terrible, but basically what happens is they they get involved in a sort of a, a surfing accident and end up in a parallel universe where they're inside the girl's favourite or the boy's favourite movie, which is about a kind of a 1950s kind of surf movie where everybody's either surfers or they're bikers, and, um, and audience it's like West Side Story, yeah. but it's called Wet Side Story. Audience, just to
3: be very clear: uh, a teenager's idea of a, of a brilliant film called Wet Side Story. It's not a porn film. <laughs> Everything about that explanation tells you it should be, but somehow it isn't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's terribly acted. The plot makes no fucking sense. The dialogue is mostly, uh, mostly absolute garbage. I'm going to share with you a couple of gems in a second. Um, and the songs are really saccharine and awful. But I don't know. It just works on some kind of level. And I, I sit, I sit, I sat there recently. We, you know, we we had a little family night. Or what should we watch? And trying to get anything in our house. Where where everyone wants to watch the same thing it's almost impossible but teen beach movie and the only person who didn't want to watch it was Lisa my wife because Good she found it too sugary and saccharine even for herself um, and she watches you've got you know, a keeper
1: there Jason yeah.
2: <laughs> and I was sat there singing along to some of the songs um, let, me, let me share with you some quotes from the film okay just to give you an idea of, of some of the dialogue Lord Jesus um, and the
3: angels what have we done
2: yeah okay well you're gonna watch this by the way it features a um one of the villains in the show is called uh there's two villains it's dr fusion and les camembert
1: oh he needs to fuck off <laughs> so it's a bit cheesy then ridiculous hey, God. i'm sorry kill me
2: yeah i'm actually so... sorry about that i regret that
1: genuinely getting angry <laughs> it's... Can I improve this film? Sorry, before you do the quotes. All this film needs is Ken Watanabe to go,
3: Let them fight! And
1: then Godzilla comes onto <laughs> yeah. the beach and
3: fucking irradiates all of say, Just one tsunami yeah. wave from Godzilla's yeah. seat, flipping with his, with his tail. Done. Okay. And then Godzilla goes, Surf
0: this. up. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
2: uh, uh, what, what I will say, when I read out some of these quotes, please bear in mind, of course, that these are being spoken by um, actors with not nearly enough um, ability to pull them off because um, these lines in the right hands could actually be quite golden, um, but they're not. Uh, so one character says, I know karate and like two other Japanese words. <laughs> That's
3: actually uh, quite funny. One of...
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Objectively. I know. Well, I, this is the point, isn't it? <laughs> um, this, the, the, There's another um, dialogue that goes, uh, where is it? Um, oh. What what do you like to surf? I know it's like riding a cloud, except the cloud is water.
0: Oh
3: fuck off! <laughs> oh,
2: uh, uh, the, the, the character the character Tanner says, "I've always wanted to ride a motorcycle." The girl
3: says, "Are you serious?" He says, "No, I'm Tanner." No, <laughs> no. Uh, the, the the first two objectively on a page could have could have been lines from an okay yep. sitcom. Oh. That is. Uh that's not a that's not uh,
2: yeah it it's uh, it's that bad but for some reason it all works together so uh, if you oh like God. you know if, if if you've ever if I'll say this to sort of perhaps some of the younger perhaps not to be too stereotypical some of the, the more female audience um, if you've ever watched high school musical this is um, 10 is this times worse acted is? but somehow much much better well teen Beach musical.
3: I mean, I think we've all learned something and or aged 10 years over the course of
1: that. (laughs) Having watched a minute of the trailer, if there's ever a reason for cancelling your Disney Plus membership, this is it. From what I said earlier about needing to kind of like, turn my brain off, cleanse my palate, so to speak, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have just talking about my number one choice, is going to have to be my palate cleanser from you talking about your number (laughs) one choice.
2: Look, okay, I'll I'll leave it here, but all I'm going to say is that come, come back to me in like 10, 15 years, Tom. We'll have this conversation it's again. 10, 15 you years will time. Have something, yeah. You, whatever. Shut up. Um, we, you will have something. This shit on your favorite film list somehow. I'll just
3: guarantee you. I'll. It's fine. I'll just look at my phone. Like He's I do. Still watching it in 15 years time. time. All right. That was Jason's number one choice, and we're all very sorry about that.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, right. Not my number one choice uh, is the 2014 horror comedy film Zombievers
2: fucking hell
1: Zombie beavers okay college, college friends find their weekend you'll, you'll like this one jason college friends find their weekend of sex and debauchery ruined when deadly zombie beavers swarm their riverside cabin <laughs> um the tagline of this film is as well you'll, you'll all be damned <laughs> which i think that's is quite good
2: funny. That, that is really good. that's it. very good actually
1: yeah uh it's directed by Jordan Rubin, who has done uh, films called Superhero Movie, which is a—I not mm-hmm. know—I think it's a piss take of the genre, and yeah. a, the 2019 film The Drone, which apparently is vaguely good, but probably isn't. Uh, uh, the, start, the film starts got a really cool cameo from uh, John Mayer and Bill Burr. Um, <laughs> And what? Yeah, it, it has a really cool line. Uh, Bill Burr's character is talking about he's uh, getting pissed off with like trying to get a girlfriend and stuff, and how it's so difficult to go out with a cold relationship. Dan, and he goes, "Oh, well, I, I'm not going to do the um, Brooklyn accent, so I can't." But he goes, "I went out with a dude once, easiest week of my life, except for the sex. That was brutal." <laughs> <laughs> I lo- I've, I've seen this film a couple of times. I love it. It's really, it's absurdly fun. Um, like you say, you got to turn your brainer for it if you're drinking, it helps. Um, it's goofy, it's stupid, but the humor is really well on point. It's kind of the generic tropes of teenagers trying to mess around an isolated cabin, uh, radioactive goo, if you will, like causing the main monster to turn into what it is and attack them. Um, but it's un- unapologetic. It doesn't, uh, like when people get bitten, not only do they turn into zombies, but they turn into zombie beavers. So whatever gets bitten gets big teeth and a big tail, like a bear gets bitten and has massive beaver teeth and a huge tail. Um, the there's very little CGI in this. It's all done with puppets, and the puppets are brilliant. Um, they are obvious hand puppets at times but it's it's just so funny it, it makes it a, a funnier film to watch and it's a, it's like *The Spider which got a really good review on Rotten Tomatoes you watch, it's one of those ones I watched it thinking this is going to be shit and it is shit but I really enjoyed it it was surprisingly enjoyable to watch for me Finney's watched this as well with me and he really enjoyed it as well he, he won't remember that no he won't remember
2: um, it so this, this is about a bunch of teenagers kind of hanging out um, acting all cool and then um, something happens to kind of throw them into turmoil um, it, I'll just add some singing and dancing. And this is this is not much different no, to Team Beach Movie because
1: this your <laughs> shit film doesn't have an agonisingly painful trailer, <laughs> and this one involves zombie beavers biting people. <laughs>
2: uh, one thing I've just one thing I've just noticed when I was uh, I was just looking at um, on IMDb one of the voice cast is uh, Fred Tatasciore who um, who plays um, Shax on. Uh, uh, on the lower decks, among other things, but yeah, he, he does the credited, actual sound effects. Yeah, he's credited as Zombie the
1: sounds. Yes,
0: <laughs>
2: Brilliant. and
1: they the film because it takes a piss out of itself several times. The film credits at the end, where you get to see the zombie bear beaver. They say that the person that played that bear in the film was the entire entirety of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's not true, but it's just quite funny.
3: So, um, da- uh, uh, yeah, spoilers obviously, but like, what what is the actual? I don't know why I'm asking, I don't know why I'm curious, but what is the sort of in-film explanation for zombie beavers attacking? So,
1: yeah, obviously the, this group of there's like a, a, an equal amount of girls and boys who all go away to the country to a cabin because they want to help them in their relationship, bollocks, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, the start of the film is John Mayer uh, and Bill Burr's character are driving a load of toxic waste along the roads, but um, having this conversation, Bill Burr's character's on his phone, doesn't see a deer, they hit the deer, one of the barrels falls off, rolls into a lake where the beavers are, and it mutates the beavers okay. into zombie beavers. I don't know why it mutates them to zombie they, beavers, they, but they, who they're it mutant the zombies. And I them. They're not
3: like yeah. undead beavers.
1: They are undead beavers, zombies. That if they bite something else, it then makes that animal a sure, zombie. Sure, sure, but but beaver. I guess
3: what I'm saying, this is like science gone wrong. This isn't the evil yeah. dead. Somebody read the Beaver this Necronomicon out this- loud. <laughs>
1: This isn't a B. Yes. Yeah, this
3: isn't. This isn't a film to watch and think. Hang on, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, Tom. I think <laughs> you're overthinking this. I'm not, yeah. I, I just. I just want to know. I want to know. I, 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 I don't know why I want to know. I'll stop. Okay. What, what <laughs> yeah. I find. What I also find funny.
2: I've just noticed on the IMDb. On IMDb page is uh, plot keywords are beaver cabin zombie and topless sunbathing.
1: I can't remember. I know to, to, there's a scene where they kind of, one of those like wooden pontoons in the middle of a lake that you can go and sit on. They've got one of them. They, I don't think there's any actual, you don't get to see anything, any frontal nudity, but they do. There is a scene where they're basically relaxing. I think there's even a scene where to get away, uh, they, I think they're copying a shark film to get away from the zombies. One of the jock asshole guys throws one of the little yippy dogs in to save a girl. <laughs> he throws a dog in to distract the zombie <laughs> beavers. Um, it's, it, you know, it's you can pick it up on Amazon Prime for not a lot, and it's for what it is. It's a really funny, really funny film.
3: Excellences.
1: Again, zombievers. I'm going
2: to be honest. All all of your choices actually just sound really fucking cool.
1: <laughs> and it's got a really cool, um, like a intro so, uh, intro outro song as well. It's kind of like a hotel lobby crooner style. zombie. Is it
2: Zombievers? Do 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 No, do, 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 no do, because
1: do. that song is shit and a lyrical abomination. (laughs) Um. (laughs) 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 So your face.
3: My number one choice for a shit good film is uh, 2012's naval destroyer alien uh, smash-up Battleship, uh, directed by Peter Berg, starring, Mm. amongst others, Taylor Kitsch, Alexander Skarsgård, Rihanna, and a little bit of Liam Neeson. Either not enough or too much, depending on how you feel about it. <laughs> um, guys, have you seen Battleships?
0: I have. Yeah,
2: I have not actually. Um, yeah, I've avoided it. There
1: are aspects of this film which are quite cool. Some of the action shots are cool. And even though I, know, I knew what this film would be and I had my brain firmly turned off, there is a scene in this which made me so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. That blatantly wouldn't work! <laughs> as if, like, nautical aliens invading Earth is a thing that happens regularly. But it's like, oh my yep. god! Yeah.
3: Okay, let's... Uh, I, I mentioned a couple of the scenes, and let's see if one of them is the one yeah. which um, rang your rage alarm. Um, a <laughs> c- couple of things to say about this movie first, and why I've chosen it. For me, again, it's like that the genuine, kind of, good B-movie. It's not as good as Tremors or Predator*. They're good yeah, films, yeah, but it's I everyone I know dumped on it when it came out. But honestly, I think I think it leans into its cheesiness just the right amount to be enjoyable, and it has got some cool bits. Peter Berg, who's the director, he's uh, you've probably seen him in things because he's an actor. He's in like he's in *Heat* and he's in an episode of *Alias*, um, and he's mostly made bad movies, including films like *Hancock*. Mm-hmm. But he's also made a couple of okay ones like um, *Patriot Days* and *Spencer Confidential*. Um, and it, basically, what he's done right is. This is the core of why this film is sh- should be given a bit more consideration than I think it gets. It's an effects-laden military sci-fi film of big kind of robot alien things smashing each other with loads of um, US military hardware cluttering up the place and exploding. So it's basically, in essence, it's a Michael Bay movie that actually allows the audience time to breathe and pump some valuable oxygen back up to your occipital lobe so you can process the mad images. It, and I think that matters it is better film of its type than all the transformers movies except maybe the first one which was okay so that 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 is yeah. important i think it's a big big budget big effects movie that you can actually watch and understand cool things about this movie um, Liam Neeson is in it but he doesn't have a lot to do Uh, I'm quite bored of him so I thought that was very amusing 10 minutes in it's got a Stone Temple Pilots song that plays and this pleases me because I like things that are familiar to me makes me feel less old so that's good Um, (laughs) there's a scene (laughs) this is the scene that kind of this is the really Marmite scene I think Um, they went all out in this film Jason and they crafted this bizarre technical reason why it made perfect sense to play a game of battleships on a computer screen on one of the ships and they use these like, what it is? Yeah, the, the the Japanese ship. I won't explain the plot, but there's a Japanese ship and an American ship. There's a plot. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and um, which it's nonsense, but it hangs together. That's that's one of the yeah, key okay. things about this film. It it, it does hang together. It's, it's crap, but it's it 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 it, it it's all there. Um, and the the Japanese have this system of like these tsunami detecting buoys buoys. Um, not yep. boys, not not young men floating in yeah, the sea, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're arranged right on the sea in this grid square. And they use Brilliant. these boys as like sort of detectors to detect where the alien battleship things are at night. And these alien battleship mm-hmm. things, they don't, they don't, they don't chug along. They leap from place to place across the water like giant <laughs> demented mecha frogs. So. <laughs> So the what? So this is entirely an excuse to they're play. They're literally playing battleships on the screen with the tense music and like, so you know H seven boom hit hooray! <laughs> I know, right? It's it's. Was this was this
2: film deliberately made to, as a kind you know of I mean? as a kind of battleships film in yes. the same way that I think Ridley Scott was going to make Monopoly Jason, at some point? I think wasn't uh,
3: he? that the, the Hasbro game company is like the first credit name credit production credit you right, see in this okay film. the answer is emphatically wow. yes and the film knows this Jesus. there's and there's so like there's this paraplegic army veteran guy um, with fake legs that the the, the girlfriend character of the the main character played by Taylor Kitch is kind of training um, back up to health and kind of sort of helping him with his, mm-hmm. his, his mental health issues and stuff as well um, this army veteran with these with his fake legs it, there's one scene where he's physically boxing an armored alien like it's, it's incredibly dumb. But the important thing about that is, that scene is actually the culmination of that character's journey from the film. It's a really silly character arc, but it's still a character arc, which makes it way better than all the Transformers movies, for example. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> um, there's uh, the day is saved by a bunch of. I'm spoiling the whole film, but it's fine. It won't affect the film. Oh. Um, it's <laughs> <to only spoil.
1: laughs> We said earlier you can't spoil Exactly.
3: These,
1: <laughs> they can only spoil themselves.
3: The, um, there's a bunch of World War 2 veterans on uh, the battleship Missouri, which is like this floating World War 2 museum, which, surprise, surprise, their ship is destroyed. The, the good guy's ship is destroyed, and that's the ship they have to use, and, and somehow they get uh-huh. it working again in four hours after being parked for, yeah. for 60 years. Um, fun fact that's the same battleship that they used in the film Under Siege, and they even do almost the same oh. thing. Um, with one of the ships, as they did in Under Siege, and that they fire one of those massive deck guns with an alien I don't know if they do that on the Missouri or on a different ship, but it's basically the same thing. They fire it with an alien at point blank range and he goes flying across the deck. It's fucking hilarious. That's
2: brilliant. Under Siege would have been a good movie for this, uh, for this I section. I agree, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was worth the mention. it's in the, the same c- class. But there's, so there, there are actually some bits of the film which I think are good, like there's um, there's a scene quite sort of early midpoint where they first encounter this floating alien thing. They don't know it's like a, an alien spaceship, it just looks like a sort of a, a monolith stuck in the middle of the ocean. And there's a scene where they kind of send this little this little boat um, up to it and they get out and they start looking at it and it's it's actually quite good. It's, it's, it's almost sort of tense and, and leaves mm. you kind of wondering what's going to happen. The story just goes... From, sorry.
1: As I said, it's a shame Rihanna was in that scene.
3: <laughs> yeah, her acting is not the best. There's, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, there there are bits of it which, which work. I reckon I've watched this film at least three times, and for 60% of each viewing of it, I didn't have my phone in my hand at the time. I was watching or laughing at what was going on on the screen.
1: <laughs> well, that sounds good. Yeah, you didn't mention that the scene that made me <laughs> angry okay. is... They essentially towards the end of the film they they're in Is the it uh, snipers?
3: I think oh, okay
1: no, they're in the um ah oh, forget about the name of the, the Missouri they're in the Missouri battleship yep, the old one. and they essentially handbrake turn a battle oh yeah with the anchor or drop it by dropping the anchor <laughs> fuck me I got to say, yeah but <laughs> yeah.
2: Haven't they just stolen that from one of the Pirates of the Caribbean films who also did the same thing? Oh, and it was also shit and stupid. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah it's they essentially dumb. drop anchor and handbrake Turner. It's it. That's it's, amazing. Yeah. It's that's dumb, quite yeah. Cool.
3: You don't, yeah. Absolutely switch your brain off moments. Um, mm-hmm. But it's quite fun. It's quite fun. There you go. That's my, that's my number one choice for a shit good film. Well...
2: So there you go. There's 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 some choices there for our yeah. our
3: listeners to
2: uh, to enjoy. I think mine's the best.
1: I think you'll watch any of mine and Tom's suggestions, and then agree with us that.
2: <laughs> I more fun I'm willing. To watch. I'm willing to bet that I will go and watch at least one of your suggestions, and that neither of you will watch mine. Uh, and you right. I watched
1: a minute of the trailer of yours and I will never ever watch that film. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I make no ner- <laughs> op-
2: open your mind, Daisy.
1: No, keep, keep your, mind open closed. your mind. Keep your mind closed. Open your mind. If a minute of a trailer of a film makes me that angry, then if I watch the entire film, the people of Sheridan will be in genuine danger.
2: <laughs> Hi, this is Jason from the Podcaster's Guide to the Galaxy. If you're enjoying our content, and we truly hope you are, help us to spread the word. Don't forget to join us on our Facebook group for all your quality meme needs and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at PodGuideGalaxy. Tell your family, tell your friends, and then they'll tell ten friends, and then they'll tell ten friends, and so on ad nauseum. The Podcaster's Guide to the Galaxy is on a mission for world domination. Join us. There's our Shat-Nah um, Shat-Nah <laughs> nah, nah, Films Shat-Nah Oh let's, man, have I got maybe to make this work better title in work?
1: Shat-Nah yeah. No, just Shat-Nah Nah, nah. Shat-Nah <laughs>
3: yeah. oh I can dear. think of
1: another title um,
3: <laughs> We'll say it a few more times Maybe it'll, maybe yeah. it, maybe yeah, it'll yeah, warm up yeah. All right, folks, uh, so that was uh, Shatna Let's move on now to our second major event of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Sci-Fi World Cup. Pia 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 That's my siren noise. <laughs> pew, pew.
2: Insert stadium noises. I don't
3: care what you That's gotta hurt. We have been through the entire first round, and we are now down to the last, I keep this in count, 16 films. Yes. So there's some pretty hot property in this round. There's going to be some tears. We're going to have to say. And a couple of. Surprises. We're going to have to say goodbye to some friends. Wait, you're getting rid of me? Friends. Uh, oh, and- sorry. And uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's a decent. You, said- yeah, you set it up, so yeah, <laughs> you right. got yourself to blame. Uh, here we go. Oh, so sticking. we've and- uh, once we've done this, we'll do the draw for the next round uh, that we will uh- yes. do in a later podcast.
1: Vinny, again, is voting by proxy. I have his votes. Um, So the first matchup is Lost in Space, uh, winner of a penalty shootout against Falling Mm -hmm. Skies in the previous round. So it's Lost in Space versus Picard, and Picard tranched Westworld in the
2: penalty shootout. It affair. did, it, yeah. I mean, I, I, I controversially changed uh, tack in order to stick it to the penalty shootout, and um,
3: no unfortunately, difference. Westworld, Westworld stuck every single one over the bar. Uh, uh, um, I'll just say this now: thank you, thank you to all our listeners for uh, going in the precise opposite direction in each of those penalty shootouts <laughs> to the arguments that I'd, I'd spent minutes coming up with to try and <laughs> to try and bring some some logic to uh, to the choices uh, I was pointing towards. In the in the last round, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. We're all we can all agree to disagree. Uh, I'll just I'll just cry (laughs) gently about it to myself, feeling feeling mildly lonely. But anyway, um, Lost in Space versus Picard, guys. Uh, I'm choosing Picard uh, because I've never seen Lost in Space. I know this is going to
1: go. Oh God. (laughs) Um, I I've rewatched recently. I've rewatched Picard with a slightly grumpier, more cynical eye. Uh, and you realised
2: it was just as good as the no, first time it you No, it wasn't.
1: It. I didn't enjoy anywhere near as much as I did the first time. right? I saw more stuff that I didn't like. I, th- I think... Well, primarily primarily with, basically they hang Jean-Luc Picard's head out to dry. Uh, pretty
3: much. When we, I disagree. When we first, when we watched Picard, that was when we very st- first started doing the podcast, wasn't it? And I think we, yeah, between it's... us as nerd chums we had a lot of excitement, and I certainly, I had rose-tinted goggles glued to my face when yeah. I watched it, and like I like you Daisy, I, I think I I view it a little differently now. I don't dislike it, but I oh, there's still bits in there I yeah. love. But I'm I think the bits I really love are kind of almost
1: fan service rather than
3: yeah, kind of yeah
2: um,
3: yeah. I, 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 I I've it.
2: not we re- I've not rewatched it, but um I, I I kind of I don't like this idea that um that Picard is kind of um, treated. Poorly because I think what you have to remember is that um, Picard himself um, had kind of acted like a bit of a dick, um, even though he was right uh, in the way that he, um, he wanted to, to go on with the rescue mission, rather um, even in the face of um, what happened on Mars um the, F- the federation took their their view on it they they took their stance um, starfleet withdrew from that particular mission and um he he resigned in a bit of a grumpy then went on years later to to trash talk them on um on live TV essentially, and then um, and then went back into Federation headquarters and essentially said, "Don't you know who I am? Give me a ship, and I'll go and do yeah. this." And they rightly went, "Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. fuck that,
3: off. That's, that's all fine, Jason." Uh, and the kind of the the, the broad strokes of, of his character and, and the plot and how it's moved the Star Trek universe on in those ways, I'm totally cool with. The problem with the series Picard is it will go from that; it jumps from that into these bizarrely lazy cliches of. You know, um, samurai elf, uh, Vulcan character, and um, <laughs> bizarre, cliched um, uh, evil Romulans, and uh, it, and and the, the the quite the the cliched uh, android girl. It's it, it's pretty mm. okay. It, it's you could argue it's derivative of, of itself as a Star yeah. Trek, but it, it's still. Hmm. I'm, flat, I think.
1: I'm going to go with. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will much, I'd much rather watch the next series of this as opposed to the next series of Discovery. Um, if you had to hold the two shows up, even with Discovery doing three series against Picard's one, Picard, you know, Discovery's nowhere near Picard. But I think I'm going to vote for Lost in Space.
3: Now, Daisy, I th- uh, I'm mm. trying to remember if we've talked about Lost in Space before. This is, this is before I give my vote. I. I hmm. What you've already said it on on this show, you get mm. uh, kid kid actors and uh, and stuff like that grinds your gears. And did, did yeah. you struggle with lost in the Star of Lost in Space because it was no kids front and no. center?
1: I to be fair, the, the kids in this are not the problem for me in this film. What annoys me, I mean this this show. I said it before on a previous podcast. This show is so close to being a top draw sci-fi series. Great. The effects and everything are phenomenal. Um it's just the writing for the characters super intelligent people make stupid decisions (laughs) moronic decisions every fucking episode and it really grinds my gears okay it's like how many bad things does the main bad guy have to do and keep getting forgiven and released and continues to do bad stuff And they go oh well we'll let it go anyway um it's yeah yeah it's so it's so clear i mean the robot the robot is really cool um the plot i like the plot the plot's Pretty good. The effects are amazing, but yeah, it's just the writing of the characters—super intelligent people making super stupid
3: decisions, almost on an episode by episode basis. Um, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I I'll show my colours now. I like Lost in Space. I basically binge watched each season of it when it when they came out, and they all came out just before Christmas, didn't they? So I've kind of, yeah, yeah. I was in the habit, of, and I just and I haven't rewatched it to be fair. So a second viewing, I might find big. Holes in what the characters, excuse me, characters are yeah. doing. But to binge watch, I found it a really enjoyable series. Uh, I, re- I really like the evil doctor character played by Puck Posey. I thought she was great. I liked her backstory. Um, I liked the alien robot. Um, I liked the 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 alien uh, threat. Uh, I, I thought it. Be- I, I think it's a good. Sh- I think it's a solid sci-fi show. And I, I thought it did a pretty good job of. Taking that family because I actually remember the first. I remember the black and white Lost in Space. I used to watch it as a Get kid, I, yeah, yeah, and it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I watched it when I was a kid, and um, uh, I, th- I thought they did a good job with the show, of actually t- turning a family dynamic into a watchable modern sci-fi TV show, and that's mm. that's no small feat. So,
1: I'm, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the fourth. And, I think it's fourth and final season. Okay, maybe final season. But yeah. there we go.
3: Well, I'm voting Lost in Space, as is Daisy. Jason is going for Ooh. Picard. What? Right, and come on, Rich. Finny
1: has voted for Picard. Fuck you, so it is a tie, oh, so it's going, be another, it's going to be another oh, penalty shooter. Um ah. And given the fact that Picard destroyed Westworld and Lost in Space, only won to a last minute vote, I I worry for Lost in Space in the next yeah. round. Ah, oh, you never know. Okay. you never know um, which way it's going to go. So the next matchup is Stranger Things, which beat Dollhouse in a previous round against mm-hmm. Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers, even <laughs> which beats Black Mirror. On yeah, a that was a, that was a
3: shock. Um, madness. <laughs> Tom Shaker. Biddy, his biddy, head biddy. In Pointless nostalgia. <laughs> shilly, shilly, shilly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, you know, Buck
2: Rogers is um, um, amazingly nostalgic. But sorry, I'll,
1: just, I'll jump I'm into sorry. this one. Finney, I'll go with Finney first. Cause he sure. went last time. Finney voted for Stranger Things in this one
2: oh okay that, that's what i'm voting for too um loved loved buck rogers as a kid but um yeah i th- i think i think a very um what's the what's the word i'm looking for i think i think that stranger things is probably much better made it's better acted there's better scripts there's better sets you know um it's it's a better technolo- i think show. technology
1: and budgets changes in the Death yeah, yeah, between maybe, absolutely, <laughs> maybe absolutely. Reason,
2: but, but I don't think Buck Rogers has necessarily held up, um, it, it it was fun at the time. But oh yeah, agree. agreed, I mean
1: Things. if I went back and watched Buck Rogers again, i probably think it's absolute shy as opposed to just a little bit shy now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm also voting for Stranger Things, uh, I think
3: it's all been said, uh, but yeah.
1: I'm going to give a honorary vote to Buck Rogers just because uh, I despise um, characters in Stranger Things. So, so,
2: uh, but strange
1: things wins strange things yep, strange
2: things wins ah,
1: okay. that's easy one okay the next one oh,
3: here we go the next this one. is a big matchup Star Trek the, old...
1: the original series beta of Battlestar Galactica Star Trek the original series is up against the Expanse <sighs> mm.
3: okay Um, can I start I've got I've got yeah. a couple of things to say about uh, sh- comparing these shows I think it's I th- I th- you can't. The Stranger Things versus Book Rogers. I didn't care enough to make the effort. In this case, I'm gonna. Tr- <laughs> Sorry, that's just the way it is, man. I've got to limit. It. I spent two hours preparing for this podcast. Some some things have just got to be cut uh, from my brain. But trying to compare these shows on their restrictive merits and ignoring their age difference, giving that a fair go. Obviously, it's still The Expanse. But let me tell you why I picked The Expanse. I think. The original series obviously is iconic, very important, but for me The Expanse is the kind of sci-fi I've always wanted to see on TV. It has it has an element of believability about it. It's not just like Wagon Train to the Stars, which is what Star Trek was conceived of as, mm-hmm. totally fair. Star Star Trek is about science fiction as as metaphor on a kind of a, mm-hmm. a, a, a weekly, you know, the wagon goes to a new place every week. The Expanse is more about living in space. Within the world that I think we are like, c- it could happen, guys. Like that—that that could mm-hmm. be the world that, w- that that humanity lives in once we get up there, as long as rampant corporatism is allowed to continue and destroy our uh, civilization. Um, of course, I mean, there's still metaphor in the Expanse, but it's a lot more grounded, and um, that, yeah, the combination of believable along with uh, a, a good dose of awe uh, and amazement—that's what I want from my Aww. sci-fi. Oh, bless. Yeah. Aww. Aww. So that's um, that's my comparison. Trying trying to be fair, that's my comparison. Yeah.
2: I, I I think I mentioned last time that uh t um the original series was literally the gateway drug to, to all of my sci-fi, um all of my sci-fi love. I I think I first watched it. Um I I must have been about three or four years old when I first watched it. Um the the really good episodes of the original series still really stand up. As being um, some incredible pieces of television, but it also has some massively shit episodes. <laughs> and um, all Star Trek does, doesn't I... it?
3: Yeah, yeah, all Star, Trek has, Star Trek has shit episodes. Star Trek has shit episodes.
2: Yep, hundred um, percent. And that's just you know that's just purely because of the, the quantity of episodes that we've got. But the Expanse, the Expanse is um, it's so tightly written, uh, it's. It's such a, a really believable story, as you say, Tom. There are consequences to action, which I, I really enjoy, and I just think that the whole thing is so well put together. Um, I've just started rewatching season four um, because I've re- I've just finished reading um, both books four and five, so I'm going to rewatch them both now. And um, it's just, it's it's an incredible TV show, and it's probably one of my favorites ever. So, The Expanse.
3: righty. Sorry,
2: oh.
1: TOS. I love you, but. Um... Finney has voted for Star Trek, the original series. <laughs> of course I, he has. Of course <laughs> only because, talking, only because he's pro- he hasn't watched The Expanse properly, no. apart from a couple of episodes of me. Um, like yeah, like we said with uh, the analogy I'm going to make with Buck Rogers uh, and Strange Things, about the difference in technology, cinematic technology budgets and stuff, I do enjoy the original series, but... If I went back and watched it now, I'd think most of, them, most of it was shit. Purely based on this, uh, how low effect everything is, um, and *The Expanse* is some of the best television that's ever been made. So yeah. I'm going to go with *The Expanse*.
3: Oh. There we go. Not even Daisy could. Uh, sorry, not even Finny could subvert uh, the, <laughs> uh, the the vote that time. Okay, *The Expanse* goes through. To the okay. Final. The next.
1: Uh, so, the next one. *Babylon 5*, which heartbreakingly beat Firefly in the last round <sighs> is up against the Mandalorian.
3: Uh, <laughs> what is isn't Babylon 5 having to go up against all these good shows?
1: Uh, Mandalorian defeated Space Above and Beyond in the previous round. Oh, I don't want to make this decision.
2: <laughs> this is another one of those that I kept until um, I felt... like I'll, I'll go with my gut. Right now my gut says Mandalorian. <laughs> um...
1: You're going with, right, I'm going with Mandalorian. That's Jason's
3: gut. Daisy, uh, let's let's oh. just get it out of the fucking way, shall we? What does What does Finny think? Finny
1: has voted for Mandalorian. Of course he has. Of course oh.
3: he fucking has. All right. He was never going to go Babylon fight, was he? Um, Daisy, do you, want, do you want me to do it, or because you know you know what I've chosen, don't you?
1: I know what you're going to pick, and I don't want to go last again because I <laughs> went last last time and I had to get... I'm responsible for Firefly being knocked out, and that nearly broke my heart, so...
3: Well, I, that's oh that to you then, isn't God. it? You've got to pick.
1: <laughs> Babylon, Babylon 5, yeah, I mean, my vote now means yours is irrelevant
3: if I pick the wrong right, way. Okay. So. Well, let me try and sway you with my argument, then. Let, let. <laughs> but you don't need to. I love Babylon 5 so much. Here's the thing, Here's the thing guys. Ma- the Mandalorian is a great show, but Babylon 5 is way more important, considerably more important, as a piece of science fiction. Because Babylon 5 redefines science fiction. So I just nabbed a quote from the internet because this seems succinct, Uh, and this Mm -hmm. is a quote from the website AV Club. Very few TV series come anywhere near Babylon 5 in terms of willingness to alter the core relationships of its characters and its Shakespearean levels of tragic mistakes, partial redemptions and inescapable destinies. It is a success because its developments are organic, and because the lack of subtlety that you could argue it has lets it work at an archetypal level. Londo, Jakar, uh, Lanier—you know those characters have a richness and a depth that was almost unheard of on TV, let alone on sci-fi. So shows that came after it, things like Battlestar Galactica or even bits of Stargate. Um, uh, continued that trend, but Babylon 5 was the progenitor. I mean, I think there's an argument, as an aside, I think there's an argument to say that Babylon 5 is one of the foundational shows of the golden age of television. Things like The Sopranos and The Wire. I I, I think it's one of the building blocks of that kind of TV, but that's another discussion. Now, The Mandalorian, as great as it is, does not achieve the greatness that the Babylon 5 did. It distills the elements of what it is. It is a reductive um, uh, co- coalescence of... Sci-fi, fantasy, space, western slash samurai subgenre uh, elements, right down to their core, and and it's excellent as TV, but it is not, it is not narratively uh, creative or subversive in the way that Babylon Five absolutely is, and that's why Babylon Five is the right choice. And I'm probably going to lose, but there I plant my. If you do lose, flag.
2: you you've made a very good argument. No. I think you're right. Um, about all it's... of. It. Um, but
1: yeah (laughs) but yeah I saw Mandalorian the Mandalorian Mandalorian is I don't think I've ever watched a show that's given me so stronger like nerd moments and certainly you know the last couple of years when it's been released have been very difficult for everyone but have been difficult for me as well Uh, and it's kind of a bit shit to say it helped me it did help me through the last two years in a way and Mm -hmm. I love it. It's oh, you know I'm a, I'm a Star Wars nerd before anything else, but I can concede that Babylon Five, the cat, the writing for the characters, the character development, the character interaction is so much better. In you've Babylon you've 5 said this than the Mandalorian.
3: numerous times. You said those exact things about Babylon Five numerous times on this yeah. podcast.
1: Babylon Five has got some of my favourite sci-fi characters ever, Londo and Jakar. Jakar probably is one of in my top three favourite characters. Sci fi characters ever. I think Andrew's Catalyst does a phenomenal job in uh, delivering that role. Oh, God. <laughs> I am going to be massively trustworthy here. I'm going to place oh, no. this in the hands of our oh,
3: no. <laughs> listeners and our.
1: I'm going to vote Babylon 5. Oh. To see what our listeners and viewers think. I,
3: th- I think that's I think that's commendable Shit. to send it to extra time. I, think, I, I feel like okay. this is an England penalty shootout. We no, against I Germany, we know what's going to happen. Re- but yeah,
1: recently <laughs> okay. Mandalorian Mandalorian means more to me recently, but Battle on 5 means more to me overall with yeah. with respect to its characters. I think that's And just I don't think a show's come near since of making such a small group of characters interact so well and develop over Seven, several series so well as these guys have. Oh God, That's that hurts! Wow,
2: cool space penalty shootout
1: for uh, for those two bad boys. Yeah. Okay, um, the next matchup is the X Files mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> up against Star Trek Deep Space Nine.
3: Oh, this is the one I didn't want to have. Oh, this is. Do you know what? I haven't? Oh. I was so distracted by Babylon 5 vs Mandalorian, I didn't put a lot of thought into this.
1: I'm going yeah. to go first if I may. Cause i'm going to vote for the x-files um it's star trek ds9 is good but it's not my favorite star trek
2: i mean it's 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 second only behind tng to me i i don't want to be the star trek nerd in the room who just votes
1: (laughs) for all of the star trek um series and everything around well, don't be ashamed about being a Star Trek nerd. I'm never ashamed about being a Star Wars nerd. No, I, I, I
2: don't want to just sort of say, oh, yeah, the Star Trek one wins every single time. Um, well, in fact, I haven't, because so I just voted out TOS. Um, I, I love The X-Files. Um, I think it's one of the seminal TV shows of the 90s. Um, but I think the, the thing about some TV shows is that they know when to stop. DS9, I think, stopped at probably around about the perfect time for it in its run in terms of its storytelling. Um, you know, alongside Babylon Five, it was um, it was sort of similar in, in the way that sort of TV shows now sort of go with longer character arcs. Um, it had a wider cast, um, a wider character cast, which was just phenomenal. Um, I mean, just Garak on his own would have made an amazing TV show. Yeah. Um, the X Files, I think was supreme for the first four or five seasons but just lost its way too much so for me I'm going to have to go DS9
1: I think yeah I mean as much as I harp on about loving um, Dax, uh, Jadzia Dax's character she's no Dana Scully (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag feminism
3: (laughs) Uh Okay all right. What's what's um what's the ginger goblin gone for on this uh, this old <laughs> choice of room? Uh
1: The ginger goblin. Uh, I was unsurprised when I got this vote. Va- he is also voting for the X Files. Uh, okay. Because and his reasons are because Scully, Scully, and more Scully. Right.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, you know what, that that's fine because that's meant my choice, and um I'm gonna go for DS9. Oh, Ooh, yeah. another one. Because oh, actually, wow. probably on balance, DS in terms of. How much, how much I enjoy uh, the, the quality that um, hit, hits my my sweet spot in terms of Star Trek and sci-fi and all of those things, and how much mm. I, I enjoyed it at the time DS Nine is probably is my favorite Star Trek TV show. I think mm. uh, oh, yeah. the bits of it that I love, I absolutely love. And uh, the, the great thing about DS Nine was um, how it went from strength to strength. I mean, for me. Um, uh, is, it, is it season two into season three or season three into season four? Way of the Warrior, where that's that's season the start of season start of season four. Yeah, yeah. Season three yeah. in season four. That whole storyline, the Dominion War, was so so cool. And as you say, Jason, X Files lost its way a bit. I mean, are there two X Files yeah. movies? Can, three. I can think. you remember what the I mean? <laughs> Exactly. No one one's based around the uh, Arctic submarine UFO crash bit, I think, but I don't okay. know about the other one. So yeah, I mean, uh, but if I if I want that in my sci-fi Daisy, I'm going to go and watch Stargate. Um, so yeah, DS. All right. No, I'm just. <laughs> that's just where my mind went. <laughs> that's very combative, either. <laughs> uh, um, sorry, I didn't mean to be combative. Um,
1: yeah. I Yeah, I mean, I've. I, I think I picked oh, I picked X-Files because of Scully obviously, but I think it's got some of the best standalone episodes of any TV show
3: absolutely I mean th- there's no question that both yes the, la- I the last I
1: know there's a more recent X-Files TV series which I haven't watched that's been out in the last several years and the last two series of X-Files were pretty woeful but yeah yeah it's got
3: some quality stuff uh right okay the next one so that, so, but that's these, that's another penalty shootout isn't it that's another penalty Good shootout Lord. yeah sorry audience the
1: next match i feel may be a whitewash the next one is star trek the next generation up against sliders which beat <laughs> i say beat it was a pretty low bar uh, it beat star trek discovery in the previous <laughs> round. uh tng tng has also voted TNG I'm going to vote TNG because I've never seen Sliders
3: and Sliders I'm pretty sure it doesn't hatch on the card in it uh, yeah we don't need to talk about that one too much Sliders was good fun it no. was fun that it was it, you know what good, well done to Sliders for making it to this round of a competition a plucky competitor <laughs> yeah. well done for beating yeah. Star Trek Discovery which the fans should be pleased but it's, it's yeah. TNG come on <laughs> yeah
2: always TNG okay.
1: The next match is Almost Human uh, up against Stargate SG-1.
2: So you two ah. absolutely love Almost Human. I, yes. I, yeah, I, I haven't awesome. finished watching it yet. Um, it's been a slow burner for me. I've kind of watched the, the episode here and there. Uh, I think it's really, really good. Um,
1: you love slow burners, though. You said
2: I- so. You <laughs> love slow burners. <laughs> um, but also... Uh, Stargate is one of the uh, it's, it's a kind of alongside your kind of 90s uh, early 2000s classics like X-Files, like Babylon 5 and DS9, probably not as good as some of them but Stargate SG-1 Okay. and the, the, the fuckers took it off Sky just as
3: I was halfway through Series 1 uh, if you loved it that much you so, <laughs> or you'd have downloaded it off Pirate Bay years ago like I did and have it on a hard drive yeah Yeah. Uh,
1: Oh, I. That's interesting. um, I, I mean, we say pretty much in every podcast how much we all love Carl Urban. I do love Carl Urban. Almost Human is a TV show that I'd never watched until Tom recommended it and then gave me uh, access to, and I loved it. But Stargate SG One is brilliant television, brilliant sci-fi television, and Colonel Jack O'Neill is one of, if not my favourite, character of a TV show ever. And and while we're while
2: we're in kind of perving on the likes of Dax and Scully mode, let's just give a shout out to Amanda Tapping.
3: Hooray for Amanda Tapping! Yeah. <laughs> Brains and beauty. Oh,
2: uh, yeah.
3: She was she was a feminist icon Brains, for a time. And a hell
1: of a shot with a P ninety.
2: Yeah, sorry, sorry, listeners. Um, we we don't mean to be um all kind of teenagey and kind of oh I fancy that woman on well, that. Well, we TV were teenagers when we
3: watched it, weren't we? So that that was yeah. well, I was.
2: Yeah, but I'm, I'm 39 now, and I still fancy him when I watch it, so...
1: Yeah, but I fancy Karl Urban, and so... <laughs> that's uh, true, actually. We all yeah, fancy, fancy Karl Urban. fancy Urban. <laughs> we all yeah. fancy Karl Urban. Yeah. We're all, we're, we're, we're Karl all Urban all... Bukaki. I mean, that's one of the reasons I started to learn German, so that in the freak, <laughs> freak, maybe future that I ever encounter him, I can say something to him in German, and he can go, huh, oh, and then walk away and ignore me. <laughs> um, wow.
3: <What? laughs>
2: That, that's, a, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful You've
3: really thought about this. This is a different podcast. This is um. I don't, I'm not <laughs> trying to make it sound like
1: I'd. I you know he Oh, you speak a little bit of German. I'm going to hug you and take a picture with you. No, he wouldn't do that at all. He'd just walk away. Unrealistic.
3: <laughs> he might just take a picture with you. You say, Carl, I'm a big fan. Can I take a picture? Because he's a nice chap.
1: No, I want to try an impression before he ignores me and walks away okay. uh, Finny has uh, voted for Stargate SG-1 because he's never seen Almost
3: Human okay he's, he's <laughs> never seen or Almost or Anything or any other TV show <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah uh, well look I, I really like Almost Human uh, I, I like it because um, it's it was a, I thought it was an interesting show it had cool cyberpunk elements which is right in my wheelhouse I love cyberpunk type stuff and I thought that the, t- the main character the two main characters at least had a really good Um, zingy relationship that was set up right from the get-go and they were and the dialogue was witty and it was fun to watch the problem is that you can say exactly the same thing quite accurately about Stargate SG-1 and that ran for 10 seasons and it was great so I'm picking Stargate SG-1. Almost Human was an amazing show that that only had one season and whatever and it's it's a it's a it's a cool thing and I think anybody anybody could could watch it and enjoy it but it's got to be Stargate SG-1.
2: Unless you're trying to watch it on Sky.
3: Uh, isn't it? Uh, uh,
1: the last matchup of round two is Red Dwarf, which beats Stargate Atlantis. And it's up against Star Trek Voyager, which beats Fringe.
3: Go to Yellow
2: Alert. <laughs> Are you sure? It does mean changing the light bulb. And that's
3: why I'm picking uh, Red Dwarf.
2: Yeah, Red Dwarf. Sorry, Voyager. <laughs> Sorry
3: to Voyager. Sorry to Saul
1: Burton because I know you'd like Voyager uh, probably more than anyone else in the world. Sorry Saul. Um,
2: but Voyager. Oh no 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 hang on. There are I tell you what you go into the Twitter universe and you look for not. the kind of um star trek voyager lovin's there is an entire subgenre of twitter out there all about how wonderful voyager is how amazing chakotay was as a character and how some people absolutely love the love story between seven of nine and chakotay which of course developed in the space of a one and a half hour finale um these
1: people have probably not, not seen shows
2: I, I'm not sure they've ever seen the outside world, half of them, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, it's really bizarre. There is a lot of love out there for Voyager, just not, not in this room. So fuck off, Voyager.
1: Red Dwarf. Yeah. Uh, so you're voting Red Dwarf. Um, Finney's voting Red Dwarf. And I'm actually, it's on, it's on Netflix, um, Red Dwarf, and I'm sort of watching my way through it again. And I've got till episode, uh, series six, which is the first series they thought it'd be a really good idea to not perform live in front of the studio audience. Uh, which is awkward to say the best if they put fake laughter tracks over it all.
3: That was the first but season the fir- on Starbug, though, wasn't it? I think no, was that was season six. Uh,
1: season five was when they lost Red Orphan. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but the first episode is one where they go back in time because Lister wants to get a curry. They go back in time and they find um, JFK and they get JFK's assassinate. It's really Keep weird. Take it to ne- ride. The, Net- the Netflix. Episode is completely different from the one I've got on DVD. There's loads of it's all the scenes are different, the the uh, commentary is different, and the one I've got has got fake laughter on it, whereas the one on Netflix is completely without laughter at all. And it's really weird to watch it. But the rest of the shows, the rest of the episodes are normal. Which anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, yeah, I'm voting a Dwarf uh, Voyager can go and suck a needle. Voyager. Hard.
3: We will leave you in the Delta Quadrant where we wish you People had stayed.
2: They they really should have stayed in the Delft Court Now doing a far better resolution to just end it with them still there. Well, they a bit have been darker. Got past
1: the Borg, should they? Sir? they no. They ruined the Borg. But anyway, uh,
3: have you got numbers, Daisy?
1: I've got the numbers randomly. All. all right.
3: What do you got there, numbers. Here we go for the round three. Round calls. three call. The first matchup. This is where it gets tight. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be tough. The first draw is number seven. And number four. Ooh, so it is. Number seven is Stranger Things.
1: Uh, up against Babylon 5, or the Mandalorian. Okay.
3: Ooh, okay. Right. The next. I wonder I wonder which Daisy will pick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, if the Mandalorian doesn't go through, I might before I actually know <laughs> I'm going to be upset regardless which
3: one of those will <laughs> <so. laughs> All right. The next draw is number one versus number five. Number one is X Files,
1: and that will be up against. Sorry, number five. Uh, uh, yeah, number one and number five. Stargate SG One. Oh Christ.
3: Stargate SG One versus the X Files. That is tough.
1: That's mm.
0: a big, that's a big Both big. long-running
3: shows, a lot of pedigree there.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay. alright here we go number 3 competition 3 is number 8 versus Uh, number 2
1: number 8 is Lost in Space or Picard say number 2 number 2 it's The Expanse (laughs)
3: alright alright and the final uh, the final competition is number 3 Red Dwarf versus number 6 Up against star trek for the next yeah. generation <laughs> yeah. very close contemporaries of each other those shows
2: mm, yeah yeah i mean they were you know they were pretty much my teenage mm-hmm. or late 10 no, yeah early teens mm-hmm. sorry
1: it's quite as an aside there's quite a good uh video on youtube of uh patrick stewart when he f- saw the first episode of red dwarf yes. from season one and he got so irate right because he thought they were taking like genuinely taking a piss out of star trek that he was on the phone to the producers of star trek and then he as he watched more of the thing he's like i oh, know this is a yeah. comedy yeah and then he really enjoyed it <laughs> I,
3: I, I remember i remember watching
1: that yeah so we've got for round three we've got stranger things uh, against babylon 5 or the mandalorian We've got the X Files up against Stargate SG One. Oh God, that's a difficult one. We've got Lost in Space, all Picard, up against the Expanse, mm. and the last one is Red Dwarf versus Star Trek: The Next Generation.
3: Oh, cool. okay. Have we done a podcast yeah, yet? That's haven't? it. We've podded our cast. Uh, nobody's yeah. cast. nobody's Kessel Runned, as far as I know. <laughs> <No>. So far. <laughs> Not that we we could see, because we can't see. We've all we've all cleansed our film bowels by describing. I'm going to stop with the scatological. um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's no need to end the episode on such a low note. Oh, thank you. I changed the habit of a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I took uh, I took Bilbo back to the shop. I said. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said. Yeah. Go on, no. Um, I No, ne- yeah. no, 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 no. The audience can wait till next time if they care enough about my shit jokes. All right. Thank you to me. I've been adequate. Thank you to Daisy for being incisive and uh, level-headed. Thank you to Jason for picking the worst film we could possibly imagine. You are welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time uh, on the podcasters' guide to the galaxy.